0: Ladies and gentlemen, do you see a red red screen in front of you, please? Yes, yes, it's there. Okay. Oh, God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I want to look with you today at Zechariah's signposts finding utopia and living there. And as I told some of you who were gathered here at the very beginning of the service, when a person like me preaches the things of God, the longer I've been doing so, the more I've become aware of how fearful it is to do so. Because we talk about holy things, and the problem is, is that most of us are so familiar with holy things that uh, we don't give them due weight at all. The entire book of Malachi is about that, by the way, that the priests had gotten so used to offering sacrifices, they were just bored. and They treated God like he was yesterday's news. So, um, Sean, I'll ask you to mute everybody else's mic, but mine, please. So my concern for all of you, and for me, is that what I'm going to share with you, I want you to hear it as though it's the first time you ever heard it. And uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in God's sight. So I want to show you some signposts that hariah gives us by which we might find what I'm calling Jutopia. Where or what is it? Well, what it is, is, it's a condition of life where God dwells in the midst of his people. And we read this in our Haftorah reading Sing, daughter of, um, excuse me, I'm still hearing somebody rustling papers. It's distracting. So, where or what is utopia? It's a condition of life where God dwells in the midst of his people. This is a big thing the Tanakh and the new the Brit Hadashah talk about this with awe and here in Zechariah we read sing daughter of Zion rejoice for here I am coming and I will live among you says Adonai when that time comes many nations will join themselves to Adonai they will be my people And I will live among you. Think about that. Think about it. The Bible talks, thinks about it a lot. In uh, Exodus, why does God want the Jews to build for him a mishkan, a tabernacle in the wilderness? He says, they are to make me a sanctuary so that I may live among them. God does not want to be God way out there with us. He wants to be God right here, among us. He wants to dwell amongst his people. In Ezekiel, there's the prophecy that at the end of time, God's goal will be reached. And part of that goal is this, my home will be with them. I will be their God, and they will be my people." My home will be with them. God will dwell in the midst of us. And he'll be our God and we will be his people. The book of Yochanan, the book of John, begins the same way. Um, by the way, the word for Shekinah uh, is, is, like, is like the word for a neighbor. And the word for, uh, for, God, for him tabernacling among us is, uh, for him living among us is the word askene, which means tabernacle. The word became a human being and tabernacled with us. It's kind of like hearkening back to Exodus. He lived with us and we saw his shekhinah, the shekhinah of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. So here we see again, uh, God's always uh, coming Uh, desiring to come and be among us. And in Yeshua, he did that in human form. Uh, And here's another reading. Uh, Yeshua in John 17. He says, I pray not only for these, but also for those who will trust in me because of their word, that they may be one. Now that's us, us. He's praying for us here. And he says, just as you, Father, are united with me, and I with you, I pray that they may be united with us, so the world may believe that you have sent me. He wants us to be integrated with the presence of God. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, so that they may be one, just as we are one. I, united with them, and you, united with me, so that they may be completely one and the world thus realize that you sent me and that you have loved them just as you loved me this is huge what yeshua is saying is that he wants us to be communally uh intimate in uh, in the in the, in the, the community of the of, of, of the of the father and of the, of the of the logos the son and of the holy spirit he wants us to be unified in the midst of this, to have a sense, a communal sense of hanging out with God, that God will dwell in the midst of us, and we will dwell in the midst of God. This is big. Paul picks up on this. He says, don't you know that you people are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? don't you know? No, Paul, we don't know. We should know. Then in Second Corinthians it says this, what agreement can there be between the temple of God and idols? For we, we collectively, are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will house myself among them. This is Here he's hearkening back to Ezekiel. I will walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. So Through Yeshua, through the sending forth of the Spirit, God's desire is that in the person of the Spirit, He would dwell in the midst of us, and we would dwell in the midst of God. As Paul says in Acts 17, in Him we live and move and have our being. At the very end of the B'R'Chadashah, when Everything reaches its goal. Yochanan says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. Notice the word is peoples. Many translations say people. But it's really peoples. It's It's la'oi, It's plural. And it means that all the various nations of the earth, that the remnants from amidst all those nations, God is not just the God of one nation. He'll be the God of all the nations. and He will dwell amongst us. We will be his peoples and God himself will be with us. So this is utopia. This is the ideal. This is the goal. A condition of life in which God dwells in the midst of his people. This is true not only of us collectively, but it's true of us individually. And in Romans 8, Paul talks about both of these things. First, individually. But you, you do not identify with your old nature, but with the Spirit, provided the Spirit of God is living inside of you. Do you realize that? Probably not. Probably me neither. The Spirit of God dwells inside of us. For anyone who doesn't have the spirit of Messiah, that's another term he uses, doesn't belong to him. However, if the Messiah is in you, then on the one hand, the body is dead because of sin. But on the other hand, the spirit is giving life because God considers you righteous. Now he speaks collectively. And if the spirit, uh, actually multi-individually, you might say, and if the spirit of the one who raised Yeshua from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah, Yeshua from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit living in you. He is living in us. But we don't live there. We don't, we don't get that. We don't adequately comprehend and and realize and, 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 and externalize and live out of that reality. That's utopia, a second signpost of utopia. Only those who are cleansed from sin experience utopia. Zechariah's reading today says this, he speaks about Yehoshua, the Kohen of gadol who was really the, the representative of the whole people at this point. He showed me Yehoshua, the Kohen of gadol standing before the angel of Adonai, and the accuser standing at his right to accuse him. Yehoshua was clothed in garments covered with dung, and he was standing before the angel. So this is symbolic of the fact that the people are disgracefully defiled. Who's, and the angel said to, him, to those standing in front of him, take those filthy garments off of him. Then to him he said, see, I'm taking your guilt away. I will clothe you in fine robes. So the precondition of us experiencing the richness of utopia is we need atonement for our sins. The third signpost Is that maintaining obedience sustains our experience of God's dwelling among us? Why is it that we don't experience more richly the presence of the Spirit? One of those reasons is that uh, our lives may be slipshod. But here's what Zechariah says: Then the angel of Adonai gave Yahushua this warning: Adonai Tzvaot says this: If you will walk in My ways, obey My commission judge my house and guard my courtyards, then I will give you free access among those who are standing here. So that's a precondition of us experiencing God's dwelling among us that we seek to walk in obedience. Uh, Yeshua says the same thing in John 14. Yeshua said, if someone loves me, he'll keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him so notice there's the big if there too if you love him keep his word then the father himself will love you and love me and will come to be in our midst and make his home with us that's utopia the fourth signpost yeshua the messiah is both the means of atonement and the manifestation of god's dwelling in our midst Zechariah says this, listen, Cohen HaGadol, Yehoshua, both you and the colleagues sitting here before you, because these men are a sign that I'm going to bring my servant Tzemach, the sprout, the sprout of the root of David, the Messiah. For look at the stone I have put in front of Yehoshua, on one stone are seven eyes. I will engrave what is written on it, says of Tzevaot, and I will remove The guilt of this land in one day. So Yeshua the Messiah, the Tzemach, is both the means of atonement and, as we've learned, he is the manifestation of God's dwelling in our midst. He is what happens when God is in the midst. Number five, when God dwells in our midst, we will live in peace with each other out of a sense of abundance. Zechariah says, when that time comes, says Adonai Tzavot, you will all invite each other to join you under your vines and fig trees. You'll live in peace with each other. One of the reasons that we don't experience the richness of the divine presence living in our midst is that we have trouble living at peace with each other. But if we will live in peace with each other, we will recognize we have more than enough, just as Jacob did last week when he met with his brother Esau. I have more than enough. Take it. We'll live out of a sense of abundance, and we'll live in peace with each other. And now the final signpost, number six. The presence of God gifts and empowers us to accomplish his will in the world. Then the angel that had been speaking with me returned and roused me as if I was waking, as if he were waking up someone from being asleep. And he asked me, What do you see? I said, I've been looking at a menorah. It's all of gold with a bowl at its top, seven lamps on it, seven tubes leading to the lamps at its its top. Uh, Next to it are two olive trees, one on the right side of the bowl. And the other on the left then I asked the angel speaking to me what are these my lord the angel speaking with me said don't you know what these are I said no they actually symbolized the two leaders of the of the community at that time one of them was Zerubbaville then he answered me this is the word of Adonai to not by force and not by power But by my spirit, says Adonai, what are you, you big mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become a plane. And he will put the capstone in place as everyone shouts. It's beautiful. Beautiful. The presence of God gifts and empowers us to accomplish his will in the world. And it's beautiful. It's Beautiful. So here, Jutopia, utopia, a place to live and not just to visit. Here are six signposts that are not only directions, but a description. Where or what is utopia? It's a condition of life where God dwells in the midst of his people. Only those who are cleansed from sin may experience utopia. Maintaining obedience sustains our experience of God's dwelling among us. And Yeshua, the Messiah, is both the means of our atonement and the manifestation of God's dwelling in our midst. When God dwells in our midst, a sign of that will be we will live in peace with each other out of a sense of abundance. The presence of God, gifts, and empowers us to accomplish his will in the world. And then it will all be beautiful, beautiful. May God in his mercy help all of us in the year to come to actualize these truths in our lives and to dwell and utopia, and all of God's people said, Amen.